The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Right, infidels, you found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Hello, this is Homeboy88 of the Homeboy88 Podcast. If you like hip-hop, video games, pro wrestling, conspiracy theories, and comedy, come check out the Homeboy88 Podcast, constantly in the top Apple Podcast charts. Check out my back catalog featuring some of the funniest wrestling shows ever created. The Homeboy88 Podcast. Search for it and listen today. Excalibur, they would have won it. 
And it was the numbers again. It was systematic cheating. That's what they are all it's about. It's about teamwork, and that's what the JAS, they're a team, give a big assist to a, a, a player from the sideline in Jake Hager. It's an assist, Giovanni. Aham! Aham! What you just witnessed was the single greatest trios victory in AEW history. Tonight, perhaps. So Sacramento, do cool hand a favor and light the beam. Panic test. The panic. I understand. I didn't say it. Light the beam. Showing off as Did you know that tonight? Marks the one-year anniversary of the Jericho Appreciation Society. For over 52 weeks, the epitome of sports entertainers. That's awesome. That's really, that is touching. And after such a beautiful victory, I think it's only fair that the Jericho Appreciation Society are the number one contenders for the trio's titles. Wow. Well, now held by House of Black. And not only that, oh, not only that, but the JS is also the sexiest group alive, baby! Yes, I like this sexy ass! <laughs> So like we said, we're deeming ourselves the new number one contenders for the AEW's Trios Championships. So House of Black, turn out your lights, do one of the greatest entrances in pro wrestling history, and get your asses in this ring now! That is quite a bit of confidence by the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah, awfully brazen. Yeah, but there's a, there's a lot of JAS in that ring. Ask for it, you shall get it. Whoa! Whoa not the House of Black! For the better part of three years, we've stayed out of your lane. You haven't gotten yourself involved in our business, and we haven't gotten ourselves involved in yours. I'd like to think that comes out of a place of mutual respect. However, when you talk about the trio's championships, and when you... Don Callis. What in the world? You know, Chris, Everybody knows that it was the elite that established the World Trios Championships. And after the match that they had at Revolution, it's very obvious that they are the number one contenders, not you guys. 
And Chris, on a personal note, you and I have been friends for what, 33 years? And I fully agree with those that say that you are one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. Unfortunately, Chris, you're only the second best wrestler from Winnipeg. Oh! Oh, oh man! Oh. Well, he's got a point. I, I, I think. I'm not taking sides here. Both and, and, Chris, you are. and Chris, I feel like if I had a couple of months to train, you'd be number three. <laughs> Hey, Don Callis, why don't you get your wormy ass down here right now? Bring your stupid friends. Come on. Come on. Right here, right now. The elite, they can't do this. Oh, nope. no, not oh. again. Bye. Boys, boys, there's, there's no need to fight. No, you are both equally as deserving to be humiliated in your hometown. So next week, if you want these, The hanging thread. Oh. Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, Brody King. Come get him. The House of Black throwing down the challenge for next Wednesday night in Winnipeg. I like the smell of this, man. Wow. You're talking about some creepy guys, brother, and a creepy woman as well in Julia Hart. Oh. We could we could hear we could hear something happening. I don't know if there's a fight going on or not here, guys. I'm sorry. I I'm not we're not sure. Now just like that again, the House of Black as quick as they appear gone after throwing down the challenge for next week in Winnipeg for the EW World Trios Championship. Heavy situation for sure. I didn't expect this to go down like this. Next week, new Trios Champions. Next week, new Trios Champions.
Welcome. Uh, it's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It's time for your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast about AEW Dynamite. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the PWC's Wednesday Night Skirmish. I am your host. I am Christopher Ams. That's A-M-B-S, like Lambs with Noel or bullshit first thing in the morning. I'm here with my usually unusual co-host with the most from the Port Phillip Coast, a good friend to you and to me, Jimmy T of the PWC. Jimmy, how the hell are you, mate? I'm cool, man. I'm all good. I'm, I'm happy to be here. And on top of that, I can't wait to rip into this show. That's that's what I'm excited about, Peace. How are you, man? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, you know, joining us today is our especially special sometimes host from the all-Atlantic coast, uh, the doctor, the voyeur, uh, you wouldn't like him if he was a voyeur? Uh, Jeff Lippman. How are things, Jeff? Where would you? 
Uh, yeah, I, I am. I believe I am the, the reigning All Atlantic champion at this point. So yeah, Jimmy. By the way, kudos on the choice of music. Normally, I hate the music you play, but this song is great. It is great. As a matter of fact, it's an Australian group called um, uh, Touch Sensitive. Say. Touch Sensitive. Check them out. They're pretty cool. Mm, and th- this is the new skirmish theme. So yeah, oh, I like it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, okay, me of like M eighty three. It's kind of a mix of like dancey yet funky yet G funky. You can go anywhere with it. It's pretty cool. Almost like the weekend, you know, a little like C2Z. It's funny, the song is called The Pizza Guy. (laughs) Who's more of a pizza guy than me? (laughs) I think there's me. (laughs) Pizza's my number one food, man. My favorite food by a long shot. Chris, I don't know how the pizza is in Canada. But is it any good? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got good pizza places. We've got bad pizza yeah. places. Uh, you know, better than Chicago. Shots well, fired. Uh, well, unfortunately, you guys are the ones that invented... Shots in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys invented the Hawaiian pizza. Yeah. Just quietly. Hey, pineapple's good on pizza. It's great. But shame on me because the guy was actually of Greek heritage. <laughs> so, Canadian of Greek heritage. Everything's Greek, boys, one way or the other. I have no issue with pineapple on pizza, I have to be honest. Neither do I, really. But I don't, I don't, I don't have any objection to it. And sometimes, I like the sweet with the sauce. Yeah, sometimes it is alright. It's cool. But anyway, we're not here to talk pizza, right guys? I'm not. Yeah, sure, we can <laughs> talk pizza. Um, yeah, let's, talk uh, pizza. okay, there are a couple of things that we want to touch on before we get into the show. First of all, guys, uh, happy International Women's Day! Hooray! Wait, 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 wait. What's a woman? No. What? What's That's a woman? good question, Jeff. Seems to be asked quite a bit in your country right now. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what it is. Don't worry oh, about yeah, International Women's Day. Sorry. It must no, be, no, no. It must be for the rest of the world. You've got it wrong. It's it's International TK Day because we have the international championship. Yeah. Why are you stealing Chris Thunder? He's the host. I just had to say it since well, we brought up international. No, it's okay. Um, we'll definitely get into that. I wanted to ask a question, though, to both of you. Um, I want to ask right now so that it's not like a... So that we're not just going back in history forever. Jeff, who's your favorite active women's wrestler right now? Favorite active women's wrestler? I'm going to go with... I would say Rhea Ripley. Okay. Yeah, I like Rhea Ripley. She's pretty awesome. I, I, I can, I can dig that. Jimmy, same question. Who's your favorite active women's wrestler? Hmm, that's a good question, actually. Um, I know you guys probably think Rhea Ripley, but you know what? I'm, I'm gonna have to say, uh, possibly Oscar. Just over cool. Rhea Ripley. Cool. I gotta be honest with you. Oscar was like. There were three that were sort of bouncing around in my head. Oscar was one of them, but I'm going to go with Bailey. Um, I don't know what it is about Bailey, but just I have been a fan of Bailey since she was brand new in NXT, and she was a ridiculous fan and was just, you know, the the, the wholesomest wholesome character of all time. Um, awesome indeed. I dig the I dig the the heel turn she's been on, and I like the the. She is the Karen character. I know that. I know that Chelsea Green is trying to take a similar approach to to her character, but Bailey is perfect in that role. And um, 
yeah she was she was she was main eventing in nxt when my when my girls were little too so just something about that i guess is a connection with bailey and i love bailey so hey, also, also cakes, there was a, oh, man there was a there was a, <laughs> there, was a, there, was a there was a damn picture of her cakes just today and i was like the reaction but damn so i was like i was like i was thinking to myself like where's the walter slap on that motherfucker <laughs> Tell me that wouldn't be a fucking loud slap on that fucking cake. <laughs> there, there's a dedicated chorus of people that feel the same way about Bailey as you do. I'm, I'm not one of them, but I... I'll fucking eat that cake, man. Just quietly. Oh, I'm wow. a big fan of cake. Wow. <laughs> you changed the entire complexion of the show. I mean, it's, it's, apparently it's not penis, it's pound cake tonight. Oh, pound cake. I like it. Hashtag that. I have to tell you, know, my, my low-key favorites were all in NXT. And I, between Tiffany Stratton, Isla Dawn, and, and uh, Keanu James, I, yeah, I mean, like all three of them, I just, I just think they're amazing. Oh, uh, like I said, I'm a kid that loves cake. And I can eat a whole bunch of cake in WWE, put it that way. I don't know a goddamn clue any of those people you're talking about, Jeff, but I'm sure they're okay. Great. I, you know what? Well, while you're eating Major League cake, I will eat the minor league cake, and then I'm going to go over to <laughs> AEW and find me some Layla Grand. But, but this, took awful, been... this took Sorry, like please. a very different turn from where I think people expected International Women's Day to go. But hey, welcome to the BWC, motherfuckers. This is, we are, we might look like we're middle-aged, but we're in our minds, we're middle teens. We are 15-year-old boys in many ways, and I have <laughs> no kidding. issue with that whatsoever. I am proudly a sophomore when it comes to women. I do objectify and does me, I don't see in respect. And you know what? I believe that most women objectify me too, and they probably look and go, eh, he and all that, and that's okay. <laughs> Oh boy, how did we get onto this conversation? But anyway, this is fun. Well, it's International Women's Day. <laughs> well, um, the good thing is we love women. That's all that matters over here at the PWC. Celebrated women from three very different backgrounds. <laughs> yeah, right. true. It's a real coalition, no doubt. There we go. There we go. All right. So the other thing that I wanted to mention too was the WWE is trying to apparently get uh, sanctioned for betting, which they you can you can bet now. In, in certain states, they're trying to they're trying to lobby certain states to get. And sorry, sanctioned is one of those words, which both uses is correct, but it, it almost means the exact opposite of itself, like fine. Uh, so, uh, so they're, they're lobbying, I believe, Colorado and at least one other state to get legal statewide. But listen, you can do it online, you can do it offside, you can go to the Vegas websites and things. But it's not like you can't bet on wrestling. If you're dopey enough to want to bet on wrestling, actually, wrestling no, is probably one of that's less dopey to, to bet on because a lot of I mean, listen, on, on Revolution, I went eight on one. So if I mean, any if anybody goes eight on one routinely on football game, they're hosting a show. Guys, uh, you know, we would I'm, clean I'm, up yeah. if we were betting on wrestling. I'm telling you, we've been, you and I, Jeff, have been talking about it a lot. You were I, 100% for like three pay-per-views in a row. Yeah, so fucking, I, I really think we should make a bit of cash on the side because I think we would clean up most times with wrestling betting. I'm telling you Maybe guys. we should start Patreon just so that we can uh, have a gambling thing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds interesting. <laughs> that sounds interesting. But really, we should get into that, man. I, I truly think we would really clean up. 
Yeah, and we should and we should deal coke also. Hey, then maybe we could supply TK. I think that would be a great customer. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> listen, we're already an international ring. I mean, you know. mm. we should right. call this the the C stands for cartel instead. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. We, we have we have two out of the way storage places. We have two ports amongst us. Yeah, exactly. I know. Live by a port. Got, yeah, that that was sort of the point of the two. Yeah, you, I, I know, know. I know. You're you're, you're know. one of them. So. <laughs> Don't you live close to a port, Jim? Yes, that's that's what he was saying. Oh, sorry. Fuck, I'm an idiot. I mean, literally, ah, literally, you know what I, mean? I know, I know, you I know. Rick Boobs of the PWC. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry about me. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm booked, all right. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. That was bad. No, I'm a, I'll, you know I'll take mean? that one. I'm, I'm booging out with you. Oh, I think I'm booged out already, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, my bad, my bad. That that I'll take no, that right on the chin. That was perfect runs <laughs> too. That was bad. Look how red I've gone. Anyway. <laughs> Let's move on. All right. Well, um, to start, try to save Jimmy uh, from himself here, uh, I, I actually sort of wanted to start doing a thing on the on the skirmish, and uh, it's not going to take up a bunch of time or nothing, but I wanted to do sort of a quote from the week. Uh, the quote of the week. Uh, here's my quote of the week, then. Um, do not lose hold of your dreams or aspirations, for if you do, you may still exist, but you have ceased to live by Henry David Thoreau. So, oh, yeah. Nice. Just keep on keeping on, everybody, and if you fall down, keep getting back up again. That's it, man. That's it. All right. I was going to say another special quote by Wardlow, Chris. Say the, it. The, the, world, the world's most famous guy, Wardlow, who said that he was too emotional because he lost his hair. There you go. Emotional, that's why he <laughs> lost <laughs> the hair. Man, I mean, he's got powers without the hair. It's ironic that because of his hair, he lost due to somebody who has hair plugs. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. That's conspiracy, right there, Jeff. That's right. I see, I see things that nobody else sees. Follow yeah. my springs on my, on my chalkboard. What a fucking clown Wardlow is. Isn't the name Wardlow sound like a clown for real? Now it does. <laughs> Wardlow the clown, literally. No, it's, yeah. I think it's officially changed to Wardlow. Ooh. Chris, why don't you take us through this in some orderly fashion or God knows where we'll end up. Let's do it. All right, so the show starts off with Orange Cassidy. He comes to the rings with, he comes to the ring with three guys, the best friends. Um, he's facing Jay Lethal, who uh, isn't allowed to come to the ring with his three guys. Uh, okay. And then, right. and then Orange Cassidy's three guys are the back. What's with the timing? Did they just decide as Jay Lethal was walking out that they weren't going to let that happen? And why? Well, to be fair, Chris, I mean, why did they change from All Atlantic to International suddenly? We'll see, get there, Jimmy. Stop trying I'm just to giving jump you, the gun. I know, but I'm not, I'm not trying to jump the gun. I'm just giving you an example. If he doesn't have a clue, TK, how the fuck are we supposed to know, dude? Well, it would have been nice if TK had commentary say, Tony Khan just told us that because of all the rampant interference in, in these matches, that both sides can't have anyone around the ring. They're all banned from ringside. And then the refs did it, which makes perfect sense. And by the way, Listen, I, I rarely like anything Orange Cassidy is in. And Jay Lethal, to me, is just 
a workman. He's a he's a technician, a ringmaster. But he's, to me, he's he'll always be Ring of Honor to me. You know, so which is in essence mid. But that but this was a better match with all without all with the Sanjay Dutt running around and Satnam Singh and you know Jeff Jarrett and 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 those best friend idiots and Dan Housen curses. This was a wrestling match. It it wasn't it wasn't like comedy shtick all over the place, clutter that you didn't know where to focus your eyes. So actually I think the whole flow of this show was better in that regard. That doesn't mean everything on the show was great, but the show flow with the segments, this was a wrestling show that I can consume. Hmm. Yeah, it was uh it was a lot more palatable than it has been for a number of weeks. Um I'm gonna say something listen, I'm I, like I know that people are going to be shocked and think that maybe I've been kidnapped and replaced by someone, but um, I'm going to say something nice about Orange Cassidy. It appears what? like he's been working on his body a little bit. Don't get don't get over you know don't get don't get over exaggerated here and say that he looks like a professional wrestler or anything. But you can see a bit of muscle on his back and in his chest. It looks like he has been working to try to get a little bit of extra size. Um, so, I mean, listen, I, I talk shit whenever people are looking a little fat, too. Um, I'm going to go ahead and call this out. I, I think Cassidy's been working on his body, and he deserves a little bit of credit for it. Um, Cassidy kind of plays the hits here in this match. It's the same spots we've seen a hundred times in a row. But I will say that he sold well throughout most of this match. Uh, it was mostly his knee wasn't working. There was there was a spot there where he went to deliver the orange punch but couldn't. Uh, his knee gave out on him. Um, and I liked, I really, really, I, I already liked that. And then I really kind of loved that they played back to it in the finish. Um, you know, Orange Cassidy wasn't really able to land his shot because his, his knee gave out on him. And the way that this finished is lethal goes for the lethal injection. But he's been selling his arm the whole time. He can't keep his weight up on his arm. He collapses, gets back up, and takes the orange punch from Orange Cassidy for the win. Um, again, I want to give most of the credit for, for this match being a pretty good wrestling match to Jay Lethal. But this match appeared like two guys trying to win a competition of skill. And I got to tell you, I know it's simplistic, but that's what I like out of wrestling. Jimmy, what do you think of the match? Look, all right. Since we're giving praise to Orange Cassidy, I will say this. You're not wrong, Chris. As a matter of fact, he does look in much better shape. Now, first of all, I'm not his biggest fan, obviously. But the last few weeks, he's kind of becoming the workhorse of AEW right now. I mean, think about it. The, he, the last few weeks, he's had great openers. He's been opening up pretty much every week now for Dynamite and he's put on kind of entertaining matches for what it is and he's working hard he looks good not good enough though that's the thing he still needs to build on that muscle a little bit more but you're right Chris he looks in much better shape shall I say more toned if anything more tightened yep. up but it hasn't yep. really gotten bigger per se but he's more defined no doubt yep. yeah for sure um let's see Jeff I have, a, I have a thought about this, and I think I saw you tweet something about this too. It seems to me like Orange Cassidy is opening the show because three weeks ago, Orange Cassidy opened the show, and they happened to get a million viewers that week. It seems That's like true. this is Tony Khan trying to go, 
oh, well, maybe Orange Cassidy is the draw. And I don't think he is. I think he is, Chris, actually. But sorry, Jeff. I just want to say he actually is kind of for that company. But yeah, go, Jeff. He sells merch to kids. He's not a TV draw. Um, and we know this because he was for a few weeks the first year of AEW. Legitimately, people, when they weren't sick of him, like when he went from being... Uh, like the first year they used him mostly as a comedy act sporadically it would pop up here and there and I thought that was perfect like during the street fight with uh, Santana and Ortiz and Best Friends which was a great street fight with two guys I can't stand like he was in the trunk and one time they were fighting you know out, out in the halls and someone fell into the bathroom and Orange Cassidy standing in the bathroom like this I thought that was a perfect use but then the next year they tried to make him into a breakout star and it worked for a little bit during like his feud with Jericho it worked for a little bit but then it stopped and his quarters repeatedly were lower, lower, lower. Not always the lowest, but often in the in the bottom two or three quarters, often the lowest quarter. And that's the way it's been. We know that the first quarter and the first quarter half are artificially inflated by the Big Bang Theory. It, and Orange Cassidy is clearly Tony Khan's favorite wrestler. So, yeah, I think oh, it's a little man. bit of hobnobbing or whatever you want to call it, you know, putting the fix in, you know, Conf reversing cause and effect and correlation with causation but you know i don't you know jay i'm just tired of the whole triple j lethal gang best friends are garbage i wholeheartedly agree that this match was better than normal i said it earlier but i have almost no opinion on this match i really dislike the first 20 minutes or so of dynamite and 17 minutes of it was was this match and it ended with typical schmas where it's still going to be the Triple J lethal group or members of them against the best friends group. And like all AEW feuds, they just never seem to end. Well, boys, can I just, before we continue on with Orange Cassidy, can I just show you so I can take you back down to earth for a moment? Just watch this. Orange Cassidy getting ahead of steam. Oh, no, he's got him up. Oh, no, 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 no. Not this. Anything but this. Somebody's getting tired. Oh, oh, oh. Everybody. He's awake. He's awake. No, he's just repositioned. I'm a side sleeper too, y'all. That's Orange Cassidy, folks. <sighs> are you sure we? Are you sure we shouldn't be going back on what we just said? <laughs> like I said, I think that most of why this match was good was Jay Lethal. Um, <laughs> oh, fucking Chris! He's he's a he's a funny indie act. If you go to an indie show and you see that, you're gonna laugh and have a good team time. And if you bring your kids there. You know, six and nine years old, they're going to think that's hysterical, and that's all you wanted in Indie Joe. Be quiet. No, I agree, actually. And I think that I think that one of the main reasons why AEW is struggling so much is because they have an entire roster full of guys who not just came up on the Indies, have only ever really been in the Indies, and that's how they all work. Um that's why they seem to have very repetitive matches. Because, listen, if you're in a different VW hall every other week and, you know, you're in 
Virginia one week and then you're in, you know, uh, I don't know, North Carolina another week and then you're in Florida three weeks later for spot shows. You can just do the same match because those crowds aren't the same people. Uh, but when you're on TV and you're and you're meant to be doing matches every single week, you have to do something different. Oh, I agree, one hundred percent. But I can so see the AEW marktards fully getting into a match like that. I don't well, know why. Tony books his shows like indie shows. He's booking it for the live crowd, like eighty-five percent, and only fifteen percent for a, for a continuous TV show. Which I guess if you're in the crowd, you you, you might be happy about, but if you're but if you're at home watching TV, you're not seeing usually a consumable wrestling show with with things that make sense. Um, and at, at the end, we'll have an example of that where they're going to try to tell you that it makes sense, but it really doesn't unless you really want to think it does. Um, and you know that that's what it is. That that's that's his booking style. Uh, I you know I don't know what to say, but the, I think that's why. This show can't consistently get over a million and seems to be, you know, tri- we'll see what happens now, but the curiosity after the pay-per-view might have a surge, who knows. But this show seems to be trending back into the eights, and, you know, I, I predict eventually we'll start trending into the into the high sevens. And at that point, a lot of people will just give up. You know, it's funny. We all used to destroy Impact Wrestling and laugh at their expense over the aces of 0.8s, but that's AEW as a whole company. Embellished. Think about that. Aces of, you know, the Aces of Eights, whatever the fuck they were called. Uh, oh, yeah. But anyway. Because they got 0. 0.8. But that was, but a 0. 0.8 10 years ago was a lot different than a 0. 0.8 now. Like, it, it is a different Fair, landscape true. on television. Uh, Todd Brantley calling me out on my shit says, wait, is Chris putting <laughs> this match over? What show is this? Am I in the right chat? Yes, you're in the right chat, Todd. I'm sorry. Okay. Not in the wrong uh, timeline, though. Maybe maybe Kang has interceded. Kang, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe, that, maybe I, we honestly, are in a different honestly, timeline. Honestly, after watching Ant Man, I'm very worried for the future of the MCU. That they don't have, they don't seem to have any cohesion at all. Yeah, I, I didn't watch Ant Man yet, but I've been worried about the MCU uh, since I don't know. It's been, well, Eternals. Eternals is probably the one that, that hit me the worst. But then uh, Doctor Strange 2, which was supposed to be like the big restart. Ooh. Yeah. Nothing really worth writing home about. Um, all right. Coming up next here, we've got uh, Powerhouse Hobbs is backstage. Uh, he says it's a shame that all these bad things have been happening to Wardlow. His car was broken into. His hair was cut. But the <laughs> one thing that he has that he can keep holding on to is that he's a champion. But Powerhouse Hobbs is going to take that from him too tonight. Yeah, nice sure little, did. Nice this little quick drama. thing. Yeah, this is the kind of thing that you that we should be seeing from Powerhouse Hobbs. It needs to be quick. It needs to be impactful, and he needs to look like he's going to kick somebody's ass. Which I thought this was a good little promo. Agree. Okay. Jimmy, do you have anything specific you wanted to say about Powerhouse Hobbs speaking? Well, well clearly he's not snitching anymore, is he? I guess he's done snitching. Otherwise, done. he might have been. Otherwise, he might have been writing a chapter about who it was <laughs> that that uh, broke into Wardlow's car. But see, this is my issue, though, guys. What was all these fucking book of Hobbs and walking the streets of Oakland 
for week after week. What was all that for? Like, can anyone answer it that was question? To make us forget that QT Marshall and the no longer factory uh, <laughs> said that they he owes him one, and he and his word is his bond. So that oh. six months later, when it comes up, it's long term booking and <laughs> makes sense, even though it makes no sense. It's That's just right. an excuse to get QT Marshall on TV. My bad. You're right. Spot oh, on. I blew, the, I blew the I blew the end of the show. Sorry. Oh. Just edit that out and put it at the end. <laughs> We're live it's okay, now. Jeff. That's Damn. it. Yeah, so yeah. I am not I mean, ready for prime time. This shit is just bullshit, straight up. Like, it was all done for nothing. Like, really, it was done for nothing. And was I was honestly a little intrigued of the when it came to the Book of Hobbes stuff. Where was he going with that? I, I'm he still kind of like... a long distance. I, I would like to know what that was right now about how happy he is to have a title, how his good friend QT Marshall, how they've been texting and he always had his back and this was a plan. Listen... I don't know what would have happened if he was on TV actually wrestling and doing things, but chances are it would have been all effed up. So he has a title. It's not the FTW title. This title actually counts and means something-ish, even though it gets hot potatoed at least as much as the trio's title. But we'll see. I mean, listen, this, this has been a good four weeks for Hobbs. The prior four months has been stupid. Agreed. Um... Ricky Starks uh, comes out next. He gets a really solid reaction from the crowd, and he talks about it. He says he's happy with the way he's been treated here in California. Uh, he has been getting some pretty good reactions from the crowd. He says that he's beaten Chris Jericho, and he's ready to move on to what's next. And people keep asking him what's next, but he doesn't know what's next. But uh, <laughs> one thing he does know is that he's going to – he's going to – and then uh, you know we have lights out because, of course, we have to have lights out because this is AEW and – apparently don't know how to pay their electric bills um bullet club music hits and i thought oh bullet club okay maybe this will be something interesting maybe we'll get a jay white coming out to challenge ricky starks or maybe maybe they're reforming some kind of interesting version of the bullet no it's just juice robinson um the least interesting possible rock hard <laughs> like, literally when i saw the bullet club like there was there's nothing that they could have done that would have been less interesting than juice robinson coming out and jumping him so that'll be the club next program it's a club of one <laughs> actually as a matter of fact uh what was uh wasn't juice and uh finley as in uh dave finley's son a tag team right yes well finley well, just joined the bullet club in fin juice right and and He's become the leader. So, did you know that? Yes. <laughs> Can you believe that shit? So, you know what goes through my mind now when I hear the new Bullet Club theme? Have you guys heard it? Mid. This is it. B -b Bullet Club. For, 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 for life. That's what the new Bullet Club theme is. <laughs> Seriously. Forget fucking Bullet Club. It's the Benny Club over here, folks. Just quietly. <laughs> Uh, that's what was going through my mind, just quietly. Nice. Very good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, talk so about you, you You actually sort of make a star in Ricky Starks. You don't, actually, you don't completely kill his momentum with the Jericho thing, which is always a risk. But unfortunately, you, you blew his load too early by giving him that title match against MJF, which he couldn't possibly win without making MJF look stupid. So you can't put him right back in the title picture. And now you set him up with in a feud with a guy who's been – you know, they lauded him when they signed him. He's been on, I think, exactly three times. I think he's 0 and 3. And 
no one really knows him, no one really cares. So basically they, they're putting in him in a feud with a no-carder slash low-carder. Not a mid-carder, a no-carder, part-time guy. I told you guys uh, when we're doing the AEW Revolution pay-per-view uh, review, it was going to go nowhere. It didn't matter if Starks wins or not, man. Like, well, I said that too, but I, but I'm always going to be negative about something if I can. I mean, always bet on foul. You're you're going to be right seventy percent of the time. I actually think TK doesn't like Ricky Starks, and if you look, I don't know if you guys caught the the post uh, the post show press conference. I did. Did you see the way Starks and fucking uh, TK were kind of uh, interacting? Starks was dropping a few little. Uh, little jabs towards tk like about it's wwe massive. cody rhodes mm-hmm. he's still wearing the same clothes mind you from sunday night if you but he did get the deep embrace ah of course he did it was extremely here, well. give Listen, me the hug well we know why Gordo lost because he stepped took a step backwards and shook tony's hand he he, <laughs> he, he was not going to have that deep embrace <laughs> todd brownlee says you negative jeff nah you know what right todd you're you're correct and i'm positive <laughs> about that he also says California love for Ricky Starks. It's a good song. It is. Fantastic California song. love. Anyway. Let me welcome everybody to the wild, wild west. The state a that's state. untouchable like Ellie and Ness. Attract at your eardrum like a slug to your chest. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that. Uh, that's Jeff's gimmick. Uh, oh, that was good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway next up here wardlow is wearing an ftr shirt he says he had some friends give him some some clothes because i guess all of his clothes were in his car so wardlow's been oh, living yes. in his car i forgot about that didn't the tnt championship get stolen fucking idiots only in aw this shit happens all the time third time the first time third was time. real with jericho but then they did with jade cargill and now wardlow Oh yeah, <laughs> that Shim stole the belt last time. Yeah, whatever they keep reporting, repeating the same storylines over and over again. At least this one didn't last very long. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, he's uh, he's in a bad mood. Uh, he looks like we're gonna get a no DQ match for the main event because lazy booking. Um, I have nothing to say about this other than Powerhouse Hobbs was much better. He wasn't there. Wardlow was not a great promo. And how how does FTR's clothes fit Wardlow? They're like five foot eight. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> He's like I a triple X. It's just from the merch stand. Yeah, um, merch. It's from they, the they merch stuff from the merch. Stand. Yeah, they, they probably have plenty of XLs and XXLs and XXLs. Do you think? There. I'm I'm thinking think they probably have. don't. Get the right texture or take that down. <laughs> Do you think you'd be able to fit in those clothes, Wardlow? Get the. How could we tell you of the wrong picture? <laughs> I know, I know. I need that? the cleavage. You that's don't know who Methany. that is, Chris? That's Metheny. That, that's Brian. You don't know Metheny? Mom. Deceased mom. Juniors. Deceased. Now, that was, that was his memorial picture of her. Like tits hanging out and all. Yeah. That's cool. That's. That's yeah, like super a great cool. memorial picture for your mother. Like man. Carmen Electra, nineteen ninety three. Oh, she was hot though back then. I mean, yeah, look, Metheny. I mean, she had her fucking swag on back then, but uh, I'm not saying she wasn't a attractive woman or heyday. I'm saying that's not an appropriate memorial picture He's, when your mother died. I mean, you just would have thrown it in that. Oh, she doesn't have a bit the of a right man face. Take it down. <laughs> the wrong picture. Huh? 
It's hard to find. I'm so, I'm actually cursing that I actually deleted it. Oh, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Boing. I gotta be honest. I kind of feel like Samson could have killed somebody with that jawbone. Like, oh. Oh. Anyway. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Renee Paquette, Moxley Good, is in the ring to interview Ruby Soho. Um, and I fucking <sighs> like this. Uh, Ruby says the fans are to blame for her turning to the dark side. All her losses received cheers. All her major wins have gotten boos. And she found friends in the outside hers. That's a trademark for me. Thank you. You can call them the outside hers. Mm -hmm. um, the outside hers. I like it. For yeah. life. Anyway, Sky Blue comes out for the match, and she's wearing an absolute smoke show for shorts. Damn. Uh, yeah. Well, you Damn. and A-Track are going to have words over that. They're going to have to fight over uh, whose girl she is. Oh. <laughs> in a triple threat with Dante Martin. Okay, well, our track brown, not a track black. Believe me, it's I'm pretty sure I can. Women. I'm pretty sure I can take both of them. Uh, both of them, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have, the fight is after after uh, visiting hours are over for a track black. Look at that, Todd. Brandy mm. says his dick is rock hard. That's not what he said. He said <laughs> it's rock hard. Don't 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 abuse people. No, he's talking about Rock Hard Juice Robinson, actually, Jeff. Where, where is where is the Dollar Club champion? You don't know? He's taking you a little bit of time off. You don't know. You're asked to call somebody. No, he's taking <laughs> time off. A sabbatical. He's taking a sabbatical. But then we got a second message that said, great news. The champ, Jim Prendy, is going to keep Dollar Club Wrestling Podcast going. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen much of it, to be fair, since Kev has been gone. It, hence my question. Yeah, I'm, I don't know, man. I you know, can't answer fan. that. Yeah, I mean, we all are. And hurry up and get back, Kev. We miss you, man. Yeah, Kevin, your uh, your sabbatical, like this match, is lasting way too long. Um, oh, like FTR, come on back. It's enough. That's right. Uh, baby girl world order. Jesus, no. <laughs> no. Baby, baby girl. The less yeah, I can ever hear Soraya say baby girl, the better. Um... <laughs> yeah, this match went too long. Uh, Blue, to be honest with you, as much as I liked what she was wearing, she's not TV ready. She botched a number of spots here. There were stutter steps. She was, she like at one point she pushed Ruby Soho into the into the ropes, and then Ruby Ruby came back to I I'm assuming receive a move, and it looked like sky blue just completely forgot what spot she was doing and pushed her back into the ropes. Like, okay. like, come on, we got, we have to get like a certain level of professionalism in these wrestling matches. This is that like, this was egregious. Um, and it's not her fault. I'm not blaming her. It, whoever's booking needs to, needs to be able to look at the talent and say, listen, you're not ready yet. You know, we'll have you on some more matches on dark and elevation and dark elevation and whatever uh, whatever kind of elevators and pitches of light that we need to until you get to the right place. I, I think you we know. should change your name from sky blue to grass green. Grass green. Hey, grass, but, grass but, green. Then they, but, but then they'll blow <laughs> but then they'll blow it on whoever else they want to name green because there's already a blue and a red and a yellow and a jade and a that you know there's no green, brother. There's no green. <laughs> Sometimes. Jade is a shade of green, yeah. Oh, actually, you're right. Jade, right. Yeah, exactly. 
That's true. But I will say this. Uh, speaking of blue and blow, I mean, <laughs> her, her face is not the greatest, but baby got back though, man. Talk about I'll give her that. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of looks like I mean, the chick from Fresno I mean, that in the trailer park. Trailer you know, park, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. But like someone from Fresno trailer park, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, the myth really that, flows. That, 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 that's a that's an Appalachian <laughs> nine that they went through a car wash and, and found, a, found a comb. Are you saying she's on the reservations? No. That's not <laughs> what I'm saying. Okay, well, no Appalachians worries. is in Appalachia, as in I know, the I South. Know. <clears throat> yeah all right well anyway uh like i said just a little bit of overselling sloppiness etc she needs a little bit of work before she's back on tv just my own opinion you don't have to listen to me tk continue to snort your cocaine uh no yeah T- todd todd asks a very good question let's be honest though are you watching sky blue because of her rope work no i love rope uh, work I must oh, be the only person who does not find. I don't find her or Bailey attractive uh, at all. Look, Bailey doesn't have the best freaking head on her shoulders, to be fair, right? But doesn't matter. She makes up for it. There's no part of <laughs> with Bailey a, that's with a fat ass or Sky Blue. Sky Blue's got a head on it too. Like I said, but her backside is what makes up for it. All you got to do is put a paper bag over their heads, dude. That's it. I mean, well, I would question that, but then I, I remember what I said earlier that we are 15 year old boys in a lot of ways. So I yeah, wouldn't. We're just assholes. You can. Sexist yeah. assholes. We, yeah. I'm joking, man. Happy International Women's Day, everybody. <laughs> anyway, Dante Martin has that has this coming. Dante? Did you say Dante Martin? Dante. Yes, Dante Martin is her. <laughs> I like Dante. it. Dante. Dante. Yeah, Dante Martin. Uh, That's the new name now. We got Rush, in, uh, Rush for Rush, and Dinty or Dante. What was it? Dainty, Dainty. Martin. Oh, uh, Soho right. wins with the destination unknown. Uh, the outsiders uh, come to spray paint sky blue, and then uh, Willow comes out to make the save. She gets attacked. Faces oh. get the paint, and the heels stand tall. I liked this for Ruby Soho all around. I thought that she needed it. The match took too long. It's just this is something that they do in AEW. They just don't do squash matches apparently, but they should. Um, and other than that, I really, really like. I I actually really thought that uh, this was probably Ru- Ruby Soho's best promo I've ever seen, uh, AEW or WWE. Um, it wasn't too long, but it got the point across, and I like that they won and that she stood tall at the end of this segment. Um, Jimmy, what did you think? She needed this change, man. <laughs> she really did, because now I feel like it's kind of rejuvenated her career, but if you guys notice something, she just works much better in a tandem instead of being on her own. When she's on her own, she looks lost, but when she's got others behind her, she just she's much better her confidence comes back i don't know if that's because she's just not confident in herself but when she's in a stable like the riot squad she was at her most sort of uh highest point and now she's with team team slut faces whatever the fuck you want to call them the outside I mean, hers oh yeah sorry the outside hers that's it um basically oh, sorry because saraya is the real home it was bag funny tony's supposed to call them the outsiders or the freelancers, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> the freelancers. Anyway, 
But about CC assist. Yeah, big time. Too sweet. But see, if they call a... them the outsiders, they can just say outsiders, and it, it you can't really tell if they're saying outsiders or outsiders. But so. they should say outsiders. It's clever. It is clever. That is fucking clever, Chris. Thank that you. it really is. And if they call it that, right, they're full of shit. Just say because the they did this. All that the outside it. <laughs> No, outside I mean, hers is more clever. No, nah, but hers but, is but, much but better. Tony for sure. would come up with the outside that. <laughs> Tony and the outside that. Right. <laughs> the outdoors women. Yeah, the outdoors. The women. outdoors women. <laughs> uh, I actually just clicked onto that. I've been pretty. Bl- I was going to say pretty blonde, not blind. But um, yeah, shit's a bit delayed for me. Too much wrestling, man, for the day. For crying out loud. You know what? I was about to say she really needed to win this match more quickly, and then she won. So I don't even really have a problem with with the match because Ruby's never been the dominant type, and you know the, the sky blue they push as a young star of the future, which I have my doubts about. But I thought the match was fine, and and I agree the the promo was fine. I mean this it was sort of generic, but it was supposed to be. It was exactly I blame the fans, but then she you know she just didn't blame the fans. She also pointed out some reasons why she blamed the fans and that she's carrying this resentment and you know why would she join the 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 faces they have the title she wants the title so of course she wants to be against them i don't know that she actually said that but it was fine and then willow who she had this sort of you know do we like each other no i don't respect you we're on the same time now i respect you kind of thing after we bled together and now willow's like hey what's up with you girl and it's like shut up i'm beating you up and spray painting you and you know, just wait for the tag match to be announced with Sky Blue and Willow versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soho Sarai in their corner for either next week on Dynamite or Rampage. So, uh, you know, and, and, and you know what? We should get that. That that That's not lazy booking, even though, I mean, it is lazy, but it's also appropriately lazy. That's standard wrestling, you know, stuff. And they're not getting, they're not rushing them, getting right to Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker right away. You're not sure who... Britt Baker's, you know, the third is going to be to, to equal that, that third. They dropped Statlander's name a couple times. I'm wondering, like, I read that she was further away from being recovered, but maybe they're hopeful. Who knows? I wouldn't trust her knees. But anyway, listen. Her knees are like are like Kevin Nash's quads. Like, you just... Well, probably worse. In fairness, I, I, I think so too. But in fairness, I thought the same thing about Tegan Knox, and she seems to have made it four months so far. So... Who knows? In 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 any in any event, I thought that this segment was actually pretty good, and you know, aside from the Hobbs promo, this, you know, I really disliked the show until this until this point, and and this was good. This is this is when it started. You know, the, the, like I said, this was good. I don't know what to say. It was fine. Cool. Um... Todd had some comments uh, about Hobbs, so I'm not sure when he made those comments, but thanks, Todd. You're awesome. <laughs> well, um, he says you're not wrong, but I like Hobbs, so I can't complain too much. Not really sure what that's about. Um, anyway, Adam Page is backstage, and uh, he's got a black eye, but he's asked how he's doing, and he says that, well, you know, uh, on the outside, I'm, I'm beaten up, but... My soul and my heart and my spirit are, are all good. And uh, just cowboy shit. Um, he says that, uh, you know, everybody should know that if you mess with him, he'll, uh, what did he say? He'll take you to hell and he'll rip your flesh off. 
Jesus. Uh, <laughs> he's asked if, if he's done with locks. He says, as far as he's concerned, yes, he is. So. Play Rhinestone Cowboy, right. not this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, alright. There's still, he's a joke. That's why, man. That's what goes through my head when I see you fucking... more than one joke song. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, Jeff, did this uh, did this particular promo uh, intimidate you? No, it can. It, it reaffirmed everything I think about Adam Page. Is that in the ring? He's he's very good. He's he's got a decent enough look, although his body hasn't changed at all in nine years. Um, but he can't talk worth a damn, and he, he just sounds weird when he says it. Like, like, why would he apologize to Renee uh, about, you know, sort of being weird around her about her husband? I mean, you, you know, that, that's sort of a, an occupational hazard. He, that was all weird and stupid. And again, he, he always feels like he's insecure and conflicted. And no, I didn't find... And I was having trouble hearing him. Like, I had to turn... I had to rewind it and turn the volume up to 17 on my TV just to try to make out what he was saying. And what he was saying was, well, it wasn't worth the effort. I mean, it, it was it was nothing. The conflicted cowboy. Mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy, should he be yeah. the hellbound cowboy or the the flesh ripper cowboy? Or like, what, what should we do with this promo? Because... Well, is there such a thing as a clown cowboy? There's rodeo uh, clown. Yeah, there's rodeo clown. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what he should be because what the fuck is he talking about? Maybe he's you know, concussed or something. It's funny that you mention that because he probably is the most likely professional wrestler to get like a flesh-eating bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at him. He's got staff all over him. Seriously. I mean, I'm just over him. And, and to think I used to be a fan of this guy long before fucking uh, he joined AEW. He's just gone super backwards. But the song sums it up. <laughs> That's your cowboy, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I could picture you driving to this shit, Jeff, Damn way right back in the day. <laughs> God. Well, yeah. Adam Page, can't wait. ladies and gentlemen. I can't wait till he gets to the part where he talks about taking people to hell and ripping their flesh off in this song. Though. Yeah, that's a song. Getting cards and letters from people, I ripped their faces off and took them to hell they don't even know. <laughs> Good <laughs> shit. Cowboy shit and cowboy shit. Turn it up, Jimmy. Turn it up. Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, God. Hey, come on, one more time. Rhinestone Cowboy. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's a first. Oh, that was fucking good. All right. <laughs> Relax, Jeff. Settle down, man. All right. Settle down. Well, I get, we got to give it to him. I, I sang a bit of California Love. He can sing a little uh, bit of Rhinestone Cowboy. Oh, that's his new theme from now on. From now on, Absolutely. that's his theme. And it should be. <laughs> It'd be the fucking best. Oh, God. All right. MJF is up next. He's uh, This was a, a promo from the pay-per-view. <laughs> Butterfly Cowboy. And that, too. 
Make it stop. Make it stop. Play it again, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. Oh, no, we don't want to lose Todd. We don't want to lose Todd. Maybe when uh, we talk about fucking Hangman Adam Page again, it'll make a special appearance. Who? Oh, Todd. Oh, oh sorry, Butterfly Man. The, 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 what was it? The, the Rhinestone Cowboy. Or was it the Brokeback Rhinestone Cowboy? I don't know. One or the other. Is there a Butterfly Cowboy? cowboy? Is, is there, there? No, there is. Are you sure, Jeff? I'm not. Are you sure? <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, no. Todd's going to lose his shit. Rhinestone Cowboy. Everybody. Yeehaw. <laughs> All right, turn this shit off now. All right. Next up, we've got MJF. Uh, it's a it's a promo from last week after the pay-per-view was uh. done. He's, he's still bloody. He's holding the title in his hand. Talks about how he's the greatest professional wrestler in the world. He says that next week in in Winnipeg, uh, he's going to have a Reba Mitzvah, which uh, I'm super excited to see live. I'm hoping for the return of Alex Wright in his Berlin gimmick because that would just be wonderful. Yeah. About, what about Goldberg or Barry Horowitz? That's Wonder Kid. Oh yeah, give himself a pat on the back. No, but see, I want, I want, I want the Jewish guy to fight the Germans. This is the German. Is yeah. he German? With Alex Reyes, yeah. uh, that's one decade. He was he was once at AEW Racer. Yeah. yeah, he was. He, <sighs> he wasn't live too far from Winnipeg, isn't he? Like a, a Minneapolis guy. Probably. There you go. Rhinestone Cowboy. Sorry. No, no more Rhinestone Cowboy. <laughs> it's stuck in my head. I'm not gonna lie. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for this for MJF. Um, Again, this wasn't a very long promo, but it was MJF, so it's always worth sort of talking about it. Uh, Jeff, when was your bar mitzvah? November 7th, 1982, I believe. That's when I was born. I was actually one month old. I was paired. I had a twin, so my bar mitzvah wasn't just for me. It was also for a member of the Soviet Jewry, a kid named Alexander Bialy. That doesn't sound Jewish. <laughs> Sounds Italian because it's Russian. Well, he's Russian, but uh, oh. and they probably changed his name. You know, he must be from Georgia then, or another. But uh, yeah, actually, and a few years later, he was able to get a travel visa and he, he stayed with us for a week. And I remember, oh. he, like, I, I gave him a bunch of blue jeans and and <laughs> like uh, cassette tapes, like Def Leppard and hair metal stuff, and he was like Ooh. really excited. I'm like, you want all this? You're gonna wear? It? He's like, no, I'm gonna sell it. It's like there was like a what? huge black market for like Wranglers and Lee jeans and things, things <laughs> like that. Yeah. And then, I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask you if if he exchanged like tracksuits with you because that's sort of like the Russian <laughs> thing. But I don't. I don't even think they had tracksuits yet. Then I mean, if they did, they would have been like twenty <laughs> years old. But uh, they would have had like a piece I of rope tying up the pants. Anymore, I, I gave him and like you know all sorts of stuff. Why not? I, I I don't think he gave me anything, but I don't think they they could. I don't think there was anything for them to give. I mean, literally, their travel was sponsored by some, you know, American jewelry. You know, uh, they would they would pay for people to to come and get a taste of America. Yeah, I know this is not the Alex Wright music you wanted to hear, actually, Chris. But come on, man, this is classic. That's one yes. kid. Great stuff. Great stuff. For Berlin, Wagner or Bach. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny though? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be funny <laughs> if uh, Imperium came out to this? <laughs> <laughs> if no, Imperium come out to this seriously though like like that would get the biggest pop in the world uh, if they were in Germany and, <laughs> and 
the fucking Imperium came out to this. They would get the biggest pop you've ever heard. It would be Sami Zayn in Montreal pop. Well, AEW has enough wrestlers, wrestlers that they could, you know, find three guys, put them, give them similar hairstyles, and call them Imperium. Just for one night only. Uh, Tom Bradley says in the chat, so you were rushing to get rid of him, hey, Jeff? Hey, hey? That's a clever pun, but no, the travel itinerary was prearranged. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're all heart, Jeff. Um, uh, all right. I never knew that. I was 16. I had literally no control over anything. Uh, all right. I mean, all the was given my stuff. I mean, I, he probably sold it for, for a mint back then. He <laughs> probably right. fucking well, did. There's probably some Russian oligarch somewhere, somewhere deep in the former Soviet Union who got Chris, rich just from selling don't, the jeans. Don't slag off Russia, man, because we're oh. in the top twenty in Russia. So, hey, Slava Russia. I'm pretty I'm sure. Not slagging Vladimir off Russia. Putin, I'm pretty sure I've seen Vladimir Putin riding a horse in my Wranglers. Well, there you go. Uh, well. I think was it a horse or a bear? Leopard uh, <laughs> pyromania. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah, I would never slag off Russia. I love Russia. In fact, one of my favorite trips ever was when I went to St. Petersburg. So what? Oh yeah, I think I knew that. I forgot about that. What was that through the church? No, that was when I was sixteen. Uh, I went to Finland for the summer, and uh, we went into St. Petersburg for two weeks, and it was fucking awesome. Really? Well, that's interesting. How were the girls? You... Uh, gorgeous. Uh, you know what's funny? I'll tell you a quick little story about Russia. Well, I'll tell you Olga? two quick little stories about Russia. So Olga is Helena. I know. I know that. Anyway, continue. So story the first about Russia. Um, they have the... Them and Finland are the only two countries in Europe that don't have a train system that that basically works with the rest of Europe. So Finland and Russia have a train system that works with each other, and the rest of Europe have a different type of train system. So we took the train from Helsinki to St. Petersburg, and as we're getting there, we we stop at the border, right, at the Russian border. The train stops, and they say, uh, please have your passports ready. Uh, you know, the border guards are going to come check your passports. And I'm from, I'm from a border town basically in Canada so I've been across the US border and back into the Canadian border a hundred thousand times so when they say border uh, guards I'm thinking someone who looks like Jeff plus 50 pounds uh, is going to get on with a big bushy mustache and just be super <laughs> friendly or whatever so the guys who get on the train are like six foot five there there's about seven of them they're all about six five they're all about 250 pounds of lean muscle with Kalichnikov rifles strapped oh, to their chest. Good so these case. are not the border guards I was expecting. Um, anyway, the guy comes up and he goes, passport. And I Pas give him my passport. passport. And he opens it up and he goes, oh, Canadian. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, you know Taidomi? Who is a, a, fam a famous Maple Leaf hockey player. And no, I'm a Habs oh, yeah, fan. That makes sense. I'm a yeah. Habs fan, so I fucking hate Taidomi. But... He's like, he's like, you know Taidomi? I love Taidomi. And I was like, Taidomi's my favorite. I love Taidomi so much. Slava <laughs> so Taidomi. And he was like, he was like, oh, okay, welcome to Russia. Give Can I ask you, passport. Chris? Well, did he look like this? In the ring at this time, the challengers to my left from the Soviet Union, weighing 313 pounds, Nikolai.
Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Volkov requests that you all rise and respect his singing of the Soviet National Anthem. Uh, no, he, he was much better looking than that. Um, anyway, that was my first story. My second story about Russia. The first couple of days that I was there, I, 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 I hated Russia. I was like, these people are the rudest fucking people I've ever had the displeasure of, of visiting their country. Everybody was a dick. Everybody was just rude and cold and not very nice. And then I think on the third day, I happened to be wearing a shirt that had a Canadian, like a, a maple leaf on it, and it was night and day different. And I am not exaggerating when I say <laughs> night and day different. Everybody was friendly. Everybody was, oh, are you from Canada? Oh, uh, how long have you been in Russia? How long you be in Russia? How, what, what you do in Russia? Um, and I asked somebody, I said, like, what? Like, what's going on like because it it was that it was that pronounced and i asked somebody and they said well because we thought you were american so of course. yeah <laughs> that's unfortunate, <laughs> that's unfortunate. And it's unfortunate because american people are not their government uh um, no i know that's true that's that's very true yeah. But it is what it is, you know what I mean? It is what it is. But see, I feel bad for you though, Chris, because you're Canadian, and I'm sure Russians, you know, most for most part, well, I can't tell just, the difference heard, between a Canadian yeah, they just heard and, a, me and American. Speaking English, they heard right. me speaking English, and they saw my jeans, and they were like, oh, "I must be an American." Oh, Levi, but, American, super different. Anyway, let's get back to the show. FTR, come down to the <laughs> ring for an interview. Crowd gives them some big love. Um, <laughs> In Mother Russia, train rides you. Hey, in Mother Russia, train rides you. Yeah. <clears throat> Classic. <Yes. laughs> All right. So the crowd's happy to see FTR. Uh, the guys say that they've had a rough year so far. Um, they lost all three tag titles in the matter of about a month. They lost Jay, etc. Um, they say the guns are good, but they're not the best. And uh, they're going to teach them uh, some lessons that their daddy should have. Um and then Cash, or whichever the one was that's bald, uh, says he loves the fans, but it's time for getting even. They have to beat the guns for themselves, for the fans, for the Briscoes, etc. Um, I don't know. I love FTR. They're my favorite tag team in the world. I, I, I wasn't in love with this. It was fine, but <laughs> this didn't get me super excited. Jimmy, what was your reaction? You're hearing what? it. You're hearing it. That was my reaction, like Jeff said. Just a bunch of poses and fake ass dudes, man. I mean, seriously. 
I mean, look, I like FTR. Don't get me wrong. The fans were fucking pulling their own dicks over and returning. But are they returning? Like Jeff said, I mean, we don't know if they've signed. We don't know if they haven't re-signed. But if they don't re-sign, oh boy, it's going to be Benny Hill for TK. That's all I'm going to say. Well, you can enjoy them while they're here, whether or not they re-sign. But I, first of all, I think that you need a different song for FTR. And I think for only <laughs> one of them. Because I thought the cash presented himself really well. I thought his promo was great. And then Dax started talking. And I think his song should be oh, yeah, cash, crying yeah. over you. Because that guy is always whining. And he's always telling a sob story. Shut <laughs> up. Cash was Shut great. Up. All Dax should have said is, said, you heard my partner, top guys out. That should have been the end. Instead, he's like, I miss you. I didn't know I could ever, I didn't know that nobody loved me, but you love me. I gave up on me, but you didn't get, shut up. We're tired of hearing that your podcast sucks. You whine like a bitch. I, I can't stand you. It's like, I like FTR as a team. I, I like Cash. I suspect that Dax is probably a really good guy, but he's just so insufferable to listen to whenever he's not in his character and the problem is his character has become his real life him and it's a bad idea so like i said in the future cash was great everything he said was spot on and all dax had to say was what what my partner said top guys out then that would have been he should have just said top guys out once cash wheeler stopped talking but instead, I love you, you love me, we are one big family. That's what it fucking felt like, man. But it's it. I mean, but he's always crying and whining about something, like Roy Orbison. Crying and whining, I like it. Yeah. That's the new catchphrase for FTR, crying and whining. Really well, no, and dealing. Not cash, not this time anyway. Anyway, that, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um... Oh, that's a stinger. It's not a bad a hero, stinger. I mean... I know. Uh, Wrestling-wise, but you're right. Rhett is perpetually unhappy. That's why he whining all the time. Todd, you and I are going to have words. (laughs) I mean, I do like that Undertaker story because, motherfucker, everything isn't about you. I mean... (laughs) And and really, Jimmy and I have talked about... Maybe Brett wants to fuck himself just a little bit. Oh, maybe he does. Maybe just a little bit. Just you think that's why he had his prostate removed to, to free up some space? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Renee is backstage <laughs> with uh, with Jade. Uh, she she asks Jade if she feels challenged, being that she's fifty one and one now. Oh, and Jade says challenged. Fifty three and zero. Oh. Fifty. Yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> I'm not good with numbers. Um, anyway, Jade basically says that uh, next week in Winnipeg, she wants to beat the crap out of a Canadian, which a whack ass Canadian. All right. Yeah, that's weird. And who's going to be that whack ass Canadian on the female side? The Jenny bunny. Neidhart. That'd be that'd be funny. I would uh, love I, to I, see her get her ass kicked. I, I mean, who's who is the only? female Canadian wrestler it's, it's Bunny that has a big enough name that that is uh, oh god Bunny would be such a disappointment I figure I figure it's Taya Valkyrie is she oh she's Canadian isn't she she's born in Canada, in Canada and apparently she works for Impact she works for MLW and NWA so obviously it's she's on a per appearance and, and can do pretty much whatever she wants so um, 
That that would well, be my guess. Except, but what the bunny except... sounds on mm. point. It'll be the bunny, man. But didn't the bunny just break her eye? Isn't that why she's never on TV anymore? That's doesn't like her matter, Anna man. And Ty Conti are all injured at the same time. <laughs> doesn't matter. She's gonna get her other eye broken. Is where's Paige Van Zandt from? Is she Canadian? No, no, she's American. Okay. Oh, look what Todd said to you, Chris. Listen, Todd, he said you're going to have words. It doesn't mean here. <laughs> <laughs> Just keeping it real, my man. <laughs> no, I know, Todd. I know, Todd. I, I'm, I'm just being silly about Not it. Not yet, yeah, Todd. <laughs> Brett is famously a bit of a whiner. That's, that's true. I don't know. But a great whiner. Jenny H- right, Neidhart would crack me the fuck up. I don't care. Of all the whiners, he's the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be when it comes to whining. Absolutely. Uh, listen, if it's Jenny Neidhart, um, I know that Track Brown will never stop talking about how much AEW is the perfect place to watch television <laughs> and nothing not is better than AEW and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Except for Impact. He loves Impact. Loves yeah, but Impact. If, yeah, but if, but if Jenny Neidhart <laughs> is on that, he's... You're never getting him back anywhere else. He's gonna, he's he will watch every himself. second of AEW <laughs> forever, just on the slight chance that she might be on television again. Can you imagine how many women he's going to impregnate just upon seeing her? <laughs> uh, love to track. Absolute love to track. All right. Um, Judas hits, and uh, the Appreciation Society comes out for a trios match against AR Fox and Top Flight. It's pretty much what we've come to expect from trios matches. Everyone's allowed in the ring. Uh, there's a bunch of flips. Taz does mention something funny where he sort of casually mentions, you know, there's one team here where there's a lot of hugging going on, and <laughs> they're all wearing leather pants. Mm, things that make you go, hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, there's a bunch of flippity, jump, jump, flippy, jump, jump. Hager, la- Hager lands a shot with the bat. Jericho with the Judas effect gets the win. Uh, and, like, I know people are going to go, oh, but there was so much athleticism and all of that. I, I don't care. I don't care. If that's what you like wrestling for, cool, and I'm happy for you. But I, I don't know. Jeff, like, I can't be bothered to go, like, move for move when they're just doing silly flippy shit am i just an old man yelling at the clouds or is this or or is it possible that we're actually representing a large percentage of people who would watch wrestling if it was better well chris thanks for asking me that question but in truth i am an older man who probably yells more at clouds in the uh, troposphere uh, and, as well as the stratosphere and uh, you know also the ionosphere and, and beyond um, but I happen to agree with everything you said I did not care about this match I don't care that they won I don't care that they won by cheating the Martins and AR Fox will always seem like enhanced jobbers to me because that's how they treat them they keep wanting to pull the trigger on them but then they keep shooting them in their own foot <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, and putting them in these high card matches instead of just putting them in mid card matches where they can beat uh, people and then work their way up and then it can be a bigger deal. But you see them come and you, you pretty much know they're going to lose, especially when Jericho just came off a loss. And of course, what happens next? The Jericho Appreciation Society declares itself the number one contenders for the trios house after winning exactly one trios match. So, what's at the diners? 
And that actually gets a response. Now, so I didn't like this match, but actually, and I'm sure you're going to get there, I thought that what Kenny said actually looks actually pretty good when the Elite came out. I mean, the Bucks look like two jackasses, and I, I, I don't know what's going on with Don Callis. I don't really care. Though, oh, uh, come on. I said it in the chat between the three of us. You know, know what's going you can down. Say Everyone on the air later, you know, and then. I will. Right. Well, you already blew your own lead, but. I haven't said uh, nothing yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Go ahead, ahead, Chris. That that was my thoughts on the match. Can I say, but what's going to happen though, so I can make it clear, Don Callis will turn on Kenny and the Bucks and the Elite to side with the fucking Jazz. Not the House of Black? Definitely definitely not the House of Black. So you are opining, and I'm not saying that you're wrong, the Jericho Appreciation Society, which is also already comprised of six men, will add another man. And yes. also theoretically involves Anna, J-A-S, and Ty Conte. So it will be a nine-man group, just like the Elite was when Kenny had the title. I mean, there were nine of them if you count Naka, Zawa, and, and Brandon Cutler, and, you know. Don't ask questions, all... Jeff. It's going to be Don Jess next and, and week in Winnipeg. Are the Good Brothers still with Impact? <laughs> <laughs> Are they even still with WWE or AEW? I don't even know anymore. No, but all I, I do know is... You and know. you can put your you can put money on this. I guarantee you, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Don JAS next week in Winnipeg, hundred percent, right. it's happening. No. What about Takeshita's? Is is his recruiting going to pay dividends? Maybe he can turn into Kote Ibushi instead. Cut the hair a little shorter. Wow. He's got sort of similar builds. He can come out as a golden lover and start pissing on Kenny. Literally, give him a golden shower, and we're, and it's on. Oh, that, well, that's hot. It's very hot. Golden Shower 2.0, Chris. It's getting hot in here. Great. They can, <laughs> they can add Adam Page, and it'll be a nice three-way. Um, all right. So Jericho basically says that they're the, they should be the new number one contenders for the trios titles. Hager gets on the mic and says he likes his hat. It's just Hager's thing. Uh, I love his hat, too. Uh, Jericho invites the House of Black, but instead it's the Elite. Uh, looks to me like they're setting up a main event for Winnipeg, so cool for me. Uh, Kenny starts what might have been a solid promo, but Don Callis interrupts to say Jericho is only the second best wrestler from Winnipeg. And I'm sorry, but that's not even a fucking competition. One of these men has main evented WrestleMania and is a multiple-time <laughs> WWE World Champion, yeah. and the other one is Kenny fucking Omega. One of them is has main evented the Tokyo Dome, Chris. No. They've both main evented the Tokyo yeah. Dome. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually that's true. Yeah, true. Jericho is the better wrestler. So I actually, they were co-main event. They went the last I match. Will so hear it. Technicalities. Jimmy, I will though. not hear the argument he, that Kenny Omega might be better than fucking Chris Jericho. He's Don't. much better than Chris Jericho. Please. Kenny Omega is a former Impact champion, but Chris, Chris yeah. Jericho is the Ring of Honor champion. So that's oh. the NWCW. Ocho. NWCW. So he does win yeah. on that. And he and they're both former AEW champions. Yeah. So, yeah. Defunct companies. Right. Now, which one of them main evented <laughs> WrestleMania? You know I'm being sarcastic, first of all, fuckheads. No, we don't. Seriously. We don't I, hope he's, I hope he's know this, right? But anyway, just in case... I'm just double checking. Oh, Todd said, would Taya come in just to drop to Jade? No, she wouldn't. Of no course chance. she would. No, if she you pay her, she's working for NWA and MLW right she now. Ain't, she's she's very for $300 a month for these places. Trust me, she, she does not. take $10,000 to job. 
she tries to protect her fucking character, whatever the fuck it is, as much as possible. There's no way she would want a job out. I have seen her lose matches. Of course she does. Everyone loses, but right. to come on for one time early and just be look like an idiot. I mean, come on. She'll get paid. She'll be fine. Don't worry. Fair it's enough. like the it's like the question: Why does Brian Cage keep doing this to himself? Because he's getting a fucking good check. He doesn't care. Well, he's kind of hostage too. To be fair. Not really. He's, he was rumored he to be resigned as of the twenty fifth. Right. And what are they really doing with him when you think about it? Well, I don't know, don't but uh, nobody's reported so, he's resigned. Nobody's reported that anyone else is interested. Enhancement talent. That's what he is. Big right. for nothing dick. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. It's 40 years old. Just, just to underline, we have to underline this point here. Go ahead and check and check. Uh, put up Todd's latest comment from the chat. Just put that up there. Thank you. So what? We literally. Kenny Omega beat Chris Jericho anyway, and he beat Kazuchika no. Okada, the Rainmaker. No, no. Who the fuck is the Rock and Stone called to Kazuchika Okada? Please. Well, Stop it, Todd. You're, talk, you're, you're talking shit, dude. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny loves rainmakers, apparently. Uh, yeah, the money shot. We got anyway, the house we got black. You were gay jokes, we know. I didn't say nothing gay jokes. I'm just saying. Oh, really? Rainmaker. Rainmaker. Shut the fuck up, both <laughs> of you. The house of black show up. They say next week in Winnipeg, they can have a three-way trios match, which is... Sounds like a clusterfuck to me, but hey, I'll be Good there, luck. so hopefully it's not shit. Uh, oh, yeah. you're gonna love it, Chris. Love it. Yeah, I, the, I gotta be honest with you. Afraid of the dark. <laughs> oh, true. My my kids are gonna love the House of Black. My my oldest daughter is like really into like all things dark and like mysterious and stuff. She loves vampires and horror movies and stuff, so yeah. she'll love the House of Black. The vamps. I gotta be honest with you, as much as we were just sort of making fun of all this, I liked this segment. I didn't think that this was bad. I I literally liked every part of this segment. I liked that the Jericho Appreciation was Society cool. was fucking annoying. That's their job. I liked that Kenny Omega seemed to have a little bit of bass in his voice, and it seemed like he was going to say something actually interesting. Um... And then Don Callis interrupted him or whatever. But and I like that the House of Black's reaction was, "You want it? Come get it." Mono love it. And I like Kenny's promo where he's like, "For four years we've been here, and we've stayed out of your business, and you stayed out of our business. But now you're." Yes, you have. I, I like that. I thought that I thought that was good. I mean, it made sense. Yep, that's true. I agree. I mean, shit. I just, I just feel I don't even know why the the elite really got involved in this anyway. I, I thought there was no rematch clauses in AEW, and um, like I said, Don, well, Don Callis is going to make sure that the Jazz win those trios bouts because you know Jericho always needs to have a bout of some sort. I mean, seriously, they could go for the Ring of Honor uh, six man tag matches. Uh, I don't know. Oh, God, nah. Nah, he's already been there, done that with the Ring of Honor World Title. He don't want those six cocky championships. So, so much, so much more prestigious. Yeah, <laughs> they got a so better lineage. Prestigious. All right, TK's here, and uh, he's here for a special announcement. Because why the fuck else would he be around? Um, his special <laughs> announcement is not Evil Dose. Unfortunately, what the hell? Uh, it's not. No. The Even next. Though- 
even though it says TK's next major announcement. No, no, next um, next major announcement. Ah, okay. All right. Good good call. Um, he says that the All Atlantic Championship is leveling up, and uh, in in association with Warner Brothers movies and Shazam: Fury of the Gods, they're renaming the All Atlantic Championship the International Championship. Um, okay. <laughs> First of all, TK is just bad television. The guy just, he's a goober. You, I can't, I, like, there's, some people are just goobers, and you can you can love goobers, but goobers shouldn't be on television. Um, secondly, an international championship literally means the world. Like, that's what it, that's. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Stop it. All of the nations. So, that's a world <laughs> championship. Um. And just, my God, dude, like, come on here with this stuff. I, I Like, I know you guys are both going to probably laugh at me. I legitimately fucking love Shazam, the original, like, the original movie, like the first movie. I, I legit love it. And maybe it's because my family was involved in foster care my whole life. And, like, they had the whole foster family thing. And that meant something to me. And I have a little sister, Brina, who started in my family through foster through foster care and i and i connect with that but i really loved that movie and although it seems to be tracking to make negative money <laughs> um i really hope they do well this was just a silly fucking tie-in and everything about tk is just get off my fucking screen you <laughs> goober fuck jimmy Man, first of all, the thing that popped up in my eyes was he's still wearing the same clothes from last Sunday at Revolution. That's one. <laughs> Two, have you? has anyone noticed how disheveled his son has looked lately? I mean, he's having some coke binges lately, man. This guy hasn't really? slept for a good week. I'm telling you guys. Uh, I, mean, I mean, look at him after the press conference. He looked, his hair was messy. I don't know if it was from the excess hugging or too much <laughs> snorting, but... It was, it was something, and, and he was high as fuck, and he's clearly fucking high, making this announcement from All Atlantic. Did he? Just, who told him? That's what I want to know. Who actually sat him down and said, "Yo, TK, did you realize that all the seas, all the oceans around the international planet that we live on, is not All Atlantic? It's actually international waters, different waters." He's like, "Oh shit, damn." International title. There we go. Solved. Well, yeah. Tony said he would not be an on-air character unless it would really help the show. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Uh, he's, he's looked at Shevel for a long time. And this announcement, like, there were words and he put them together as if they would make sense with each other, but they made absolutely no sense. He's it like, didn't. The only title to have been won and defended internationally. What? What? I, I, what? I didn't even. Know I was confused gonna... because at one point I thought that... he said that it's only going to be the international title once because right. they're international. They're in Canada, right? So right. it's going to be called the international belt just for that match, and then suddenly it's going to be called the international belt because it leveled up. Right. So I'm and still was, confused. And he was busy talking about Orange Cassidy, like as if this was particular to him, and it, it made no sense. And then, what? I mean, first of all, let's say this: 
The international championship <laughs> is a better name than the All Atlantic Championship. Yes, it makes sure. Sense. It sounds better. It fits the belt that has the flags of Japan and China on it, which are nowhere near the Atlantic. So this <laughs> this is fine. I'm okay with the change of the name, but this did not merit an announcement. And then trying to pretend that this dovetails and relates to a cross promotion for a Discovery Warner Brothers movie, which oh, they're going to cross promote on all of their channels and all of their networks and everything they possibly can. This is like all the AW fans are going to be like, Warner Brothers Discovery loves them so much that they're investing in. But why did he mention them for? Why did he even fucking mention them? They make the networks, they make the shows on their networks do this. The NBA is going to be having the Shazam things on it, the NHL will be having the Shazam stuff. So, symbols on it you'll have the, the goofy actors on now the shazam movie i did not particularly like the first one i didn't hate it i just didn't think it fit within the greater scope of the dc universe this movie looks like ass and james <laughs> gunn has no plans for at least this version of shazam in in the rebooted dc so why see it unless like it it, it may look like ass but it's actually terrific anyway it'll probably be on hbo max in, in four weeks time so it, this is un unimportant but this had there was no relationship between the movie shazam and an international title i mean shazam fury of the god shazam is like powered by egyptian god magic and, and he's fighting what the hell this is like the, it's not even interdimensional well, shazam's it, it, actually greek gods the the egyptian gods power uh black adam oh is that right Everything's yeah. Greek, Jeff, remember? Well, I thought it was all from the same gods. All right, well, yeah, there you go. Let's learn. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Right. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, I mean, I know that there's the, 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 the magicians, like the seven magicians who stand around like they're the, you know, the, I don't know, the, the guy who's in every movie that was in Amistad, but he's also in Guardians of the Galaxy as one of the Ravagers. Um, anyway, unimportant. An excellent yeah. actor, too. Yeah, he is really good. He was actually in ER for a bit, too. Um, Anyway, and Blood he, Diamond. He was great in Blood Diamond. And it's like he's been around for like 50 years and it only looks like he's age 10, which is amazing. Anyway, unimportant. This this promo, I'm sure it made sense to someone on a, on a mixture of cocaine and Adderall, but it made <laughs> no actual sense in reality. Well, like Todd said, you weren't the only one confused, Jimmy. Thank you. <laughs> and well, did, didn't Dub Sabre have an intention? Yes, they did. Ravishing Rick Rude was your champion, as a matter of fact. There's nothing wrong with the game international championship. It's fine. Sorry, Chris. I mean, it's better than intercontinental, if you think about it. Same shit. I guess. <laughs> they both mean the same thing. It's just... Like, well, the, the continents just involve the continents. International means <laughs> international waters, Antarctica, like the, the Ooh, Arctic Circle. The all Antarctic know, Championship. The seven seas, the oceans. <laughs> well, Todd says, Shazam, we have a new championship in AEW. Exclusive Boing. economic zones. <laughs> oh, no, you, well, you said last week, Chris, the, the landlocked international world championship. Yeah, I like the, it. The International Landlock Championship, and we can have all <laughs> island nations put their uh, put their, <laughs> put their flags on it. It can be Britain and Australia and all the other island <laughs> nations can be on the landlocked the, the championship. Archipelago championship. <laughs> I don't know what the, what the priority of these titles are, and I don't know that it matters. Like, is the TNT title the secondary title? Is the international title now the secondary title? Does it matter? Does anyone care? Well, can I ask you, Jeff, if they go to Italy and, and do a dynamite there, would they call it the Internationale title after that? 
They would call it the cannoli title there. <laughs> cannoli, cannoli. <laughs> the other thing that I didn't understand, and I, I don't mind, I don't mind if they want to do this, if they want to play up the whole, uh, na- you know, nation versus nation idea, because they had, when they were doing the the later uh, uh, a video package for the for the match that they're going to have in Winnipeg between Jarrett and uh, and Orange Cassidy, they had their flags in the background, but it was two U.S. flags. Um, they should have wow. had him. They should have had him defend at least the first time against somebody from another country, so that they could have the two different flags in the background to make it for clear. the uh, legit because... All Atlantic Championship. Like the legit Atlantic Championship. No, no, just the... to like have an international flavor to it. Why are yes, you having two American flag... championship? Yeah. Oh, whatever. Cool. And and Jeff Jarrett <laughs> is getting a title. So, I mean, <laughs> why do we need more Jeff Jarrett? And by the way, I hope he wins this title. Just because like he's great, and he, I hope he wins too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and that globe is still around with like Walter Hauser Hausen or something. <laughs> Walter Hauser Hausen. What's this guy's name? I, I don't <laughs> even care. We haven't seen him since. Doesn't he want his fucking golden globe back? Or could they not work not. out a deal where he'd stay? Ah, it's just that's his deal, though, Jeff. Don't ask too many questions. Don't ask questions. Just consume yeah. product and then get excited for <laughs> Just next consume. product. Consume. Well, that, that no is, question. That is the way of the world. Don't ask questions and just buy shit you don't need. Yes. Listen, don't talk. All right. <laughs> All right. Next up, uh, Brian Danielson is uh, crying on the ground. Uh, uh, I'm out. Week. I've had it. I've had it. This is ridiculous, Says that he tapped out because when he when he woke up in the LaBelle lock, he couldn't feel his arms or his legs, and he didn't want Max to be right about him and not being able to play mm. with his kids. So it's time to go home and, and play with his kids. He should be playing with himself at this point. I'm just saying. He needs to shut the fuck up. It's enough of the crying, enough of the whining. We've already got too many of these guys crying and whining, but they really should be freaking resting and dining at this point. What the fuck is this shit? Like, why do we need to see Danielson acting like he's gonna retire because he got beat up via the canister, the gas or the oxygen canister? Which, mind you, they showed him, showed MJF from a different angle using it. Did anyone notice it didn't even touch him? Well, it didn't touch him. I didn't, but I mean, yeah, th- there was a lot of that on this show. I actually didn't mind this. I, I thought that this was just fine. I thought that it was a, it was a decent again, like. As a dad, I I have a little bit of sympathy for the th- kinds of things that he was saying. He was like, "Listen, like it is more important to me that I can play with my kids." Then stop and- fucking wrestling because all he cares about is himself. Let's be well, honest. I think that that's He's selfish. Well, I think that. Well, I don't think it's selfish to say. Well, that if you're more about nearly, your family than about no, 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 about him wrestling, he should have stayed retired five years ago, and then he could have played with his kid. But instead, he wants to bang his head over and over again, and he's talking about going in and play with his kid. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think professional wrestlers are telling me the truth when they cut their promos, Jimmy. <laughs> That's the problem. But, but like, I don't mind this. If the, and if this is a way to write him off a of TV for three, four months while he goes home and gets some rest and and, and legitimately like heals up, That's I'm totally small. fine with that. Um, and I like this. I like this going away of like, okay, I lost, and now I'm gonna go away for a bit, and I gotta re, I gotta readjust, and I have to reassess. 
because that is how it is. But that is how it is sometimes when you lose something that's important to you. You do have to go away and come back. So well, he did get chained by HBK after all, right? And I wouldn't mind that. (laughs) And I think that I think that if they're smart, MJF will lean right into this, and it'll be and it'll be not only did I beat. Brian Danielson. Not only did I beat him in a 60-minute Iron Man match, not only did I beat him with his own fucking wrestling move, I also sent his ass home. And then he That's should cool. go, Bree, Birdie, whatever the other kid's name is, you're welcome. Daddy's another yeah. kid. Hey, hey, exactly. Buddy. Daddy's yeah. Bree, Birdie, Buddy. Yeah. Right. No, 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 no. Really? Yeah. Buddy anyway. and Birdie. Yeah. Nah, man. Are you fucking with me? No. no. All right, now take some time off, Daniel, please. Oh, yeah. Brian, <laughs> you need fine. it, bro. I mean, I, I, fucking you know, hell, man. It's a little, I mean, you know, this is almost like the same thing with Hangman Page. I couldn't remember my kid's name, but you know, what, what are you gonna like, like? I said, like Chris said, that this is he's gonna take some time off. He was never supposed to be a full time wrestler. He obviously had to pick up the slack because of all the tumult and the CM Punk shit and and the Adam Cole injury and the Adam Page injury and all and the. You know, the BCC bullshit, right? But the, but they he had to pick the the BCC arose because of all of the tumult. I mean, they weren't really planning that, uh, you know. I don't think so, anyway. But um, I mean, I think it's the wrong beat up WWE former champion vet that's taking time off. I desperately think Moxley needs to go away for a while. Oh, please, but, fuck off. I mean, the thing with with Brian is that my understanding is that his contract is up in this summer. And he isn't really inclined to resign, or at least, you know, unless that's a negotiation ploy. I think he just wants to be a free agent, which doesn't mean he can't work for AW. It just means he'll do whatever it is he wants. I mean, Tony Khan has sort of famously you know, blocked him from doing the G1 this year. He didn't let Thank him God. wrestle on the Indian show in, in Seattle when he, because he didn't want Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson to debut uh, in Seattle outside of the AEW ring. And, you know, despite all the freedom, being promised he's gone back on that and notably with brian who left because of freedom even though vince mcmahon put it in writing you could you can do the g1 which is strange um now that's it i don't blame the business decisions for uh the the, the tony Khan would do it what i do is i, I don't like the hypocrisy and that he doesn't get called out on his bullshit by anyone because everything tony Khan and aw does is beautiful and, and sunshiny but um it's fine. It, it, like Chris says, if this is writing Brian off for two or three months, and then he comes back, because let's let's face it, there aren't that t- that many top card challengers. And if he, in, in case of emergency, in three months or four months, if you're going to have like a Summer Slam type event, and you're going to go back to New York for Grand Slam, or you're going to have a big show somewhere, break glass in case of emergency. <laughs> that Brian is back, and he wants his revenge. Well, Todd says in the chat, you're not wrong, Jimmy. Thank you. Hamin says it all the time, and the shots he takes to the head and neck isn't doing him any favors either. It's true. That's why I call him selfish. That's why that promo is just full of shit to me. Yeah, but it's a wrestling promo. I know, I know that. When someone says, I'm going to rip your face off and drag you to hell, it's also shit. But don't we complain about fucking realism, right? Eh, not really. As long as the story makes sense. No, I love Bray Wyatt. I yeah, love that's the different. No, it's that's not. Because he's not trying to be real, though, if you know what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what the fuck he's trying to be either but at this point. But really, he doesn't... 
mix the, the, the person and the character at all, whereas Danielson does. Okay. Well, and see, I, I don't... I, I mean, again, like, I'm not... I'm not going to say you're wrong, Jimmy, but I have a different way of looking at it. Like, to me, I, it, it doesn't seem like... Even if this was all 100% legitimate, to me, it's not selfish for, for Brian Danielson to say, no, like, even though I could get injured, even though there's a possibility of bad things happening, I'm going to go after what I'm what I'm dreaming about because... AEW World title? No, yeah, but... Being on TV, wrestling in front of crowds, you know, making money, doing the thing that he loves, you can say it's selfish of him to do that. And okay, maybe there's a certain level of selfishness, but there is no effort without error and shortcoming. Like, that's a quote from Teddy Roosevelt. Chris, he named his kids Birdie and Buddy. There's something not quite right up here. Everything in life is a balance. Just saying. So you can't give up everything of yourself for your family without there being resentment. You can't give up entirely on your family for your profession without there being a, a sacrifice. So yep. all this is is that he's reached the point where now the choice has been made for him. When he lost the feeling in his arms, the choice was made. He knew he had to go home. He he's in his forties and now it's time. He reached his breaking point. That's all it is. It's a very simple story. I don't I, I don't know. know why you're overanalyzing it. Like no, 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 no. I'm not overanalyzing it, and I am overdoing it though. I will say that, right? I'm just doing it for the sake of doing it, right? But I'm only sorry. because of what I he want said. A minute review show of a two-hour show isn't long enough already. No, well, I'm just saying if he's going to say bullshit like that, right? And then, but we know the truth. That's my issue. I will say it three more times, and then we can move on. Anyway, uh, anyway, yeah, you didn't you didn't particularly like it. I did. It's no big deal. Um, Wild thing hits, and uh, Claudio comes out with Moxley. Also, Superhuman was there. Um, Dark Order come out to the crowd, absolutely sitting on their fucking hands. Not that these two idiots deserve any better. Uh, the Blackpool Combat Club they work as heels, uh, but they haven't really made a clear switch yet. Um, I, I legitimately, legitimately, I have in my notes. It's hard to do that against a team no one cares about, so I don't expect <laughs> it tonight. <laughs> anyway, this fucking company's brilliant. Check notes. Check notes. <laughs> Check notes. Check uh, notes. Uh, Cesaro deserves better than this. Is another note. Uh, the match was okay. Probably, too, probably too much offense for the Dark Order. Um, and I, I guess I was wrong because the Blackpool Combat Club uh, make the hard heel turn here attacking the dorks after the win. Paige comes down to help. The heels attack, but they powder out. Um, so it looks like they're going full-on heel mode with the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, fine, but who's going to boo that entrance song? No one. Can we and, just have a remix called Dumb Thing? And, and didn't we just hear Hangman Page say he was done with Moxley? And now he's not. This is what I was talking about at the end. Feuds don't end that are supposed to be over. And yes, I saw Paige and Cesaro going at it, but it's still the same group. It's like the Triple J Lethal and the Best Friends. It's still the same group, and it's going to be unavoidable that they get involved. So it's not done. And this is because they have nothing else to do with Hangman. They, they don't want to put him in the world title picture again. They don't want him to lose to Hobbs. They, they, don't, they don't want to face whoever the next... You know, how about this? Have Jeff Hart in the fucking international championship and then let Hangman Page beat him and be a mid-card champion for a while. <laughs> and see if he can get any momentum back. See if anybody can take him seriously. 
And if they don't, have Wardlow turn heel and have him beat him. I, I don't know, but this, no one wants to see Hangman Page with the Dark Order. No one wants to see the Dark Order, period. And no, and nobody wants to see Hangman Page and John Moxley. I shouldn't say no one. I don't want to see John Moxley and Hangman Page fight again. And I don't care about Cesaro against Hangman Page because we don't need Cesaro to lose a few to Hangman Page. It's going to happen. And isn't Cesaro the, the Ring of Honor World Championship? Should, shouldn't he be on oh. Ring of Honor? Shouldn't, oh, forgot so, about that company. Shouldn't him wheel of you to, to just spend time in the ring? Aren't they completely two separate and distinct? Oh, no, not, not, not even close. Not even a little not bit. Even a little You're bit. wrong, Jeff. They are separate. Stop it. So there's another Cesaro and... I'm sorry, Claudio. Yes. Cesaro. No, no, no. He's called Cesaro in Ring of Honor. And it, Ring and of it, Honor... And, Ring of Honor and AEW are as separate as SmackDown and Raw right now. Maybe even no, less. More separate. No. They're separate. I don't even know. AEW doesn't own Ring of Honor. Stop it. Stop it. All right. The acclaimed are They say they're the best tag team in the world. Blah, blah, blah. 2.0 come up and they say, you know, you guys are good sports entertainers. Entertainers. And, uh, they want them to join the Jericho Appreciation Society which gets a laugh, which is the proper response to Tito <laughs> asking you anything. Right. And uh, that was that. I guess they're setting up for a tag match. So, Am I the only one that likes these fucking, uh, these guys? You might And not. I'm talking about... Chris I'm Jericho about and Tony cool Khan. Hand Ange. I'm talking about Cool Hand Ange and... Uh, what's the other fucking dork's name again? Matt Menard. Oh, that's it. Matt Menard. Matt Menard, he's got a head on him. He's got a greaseball look of him. But motherfucker, he fucking makes me laugh, man. Seriously. His jaw looks almost as big as Metheny's. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I'll tell I you one thing. You might be him the only on... one who likes them, but I do like when he says, for 52 weeks, <laughs> it's funny, man. in sports entertainers. That's <laughs> the best. I love that intro. But you know what's funny? I mean, oh, sorry, they were called Everize originally. But um, what's funny is... Uh, I think they're just way more talented than people give them credit for, man. They, I think that would be pretty great in WWE on the main roster. Vince would love these two jack-offs. No, really. I can picture, like, Vince just going, yeah, say sports entertainment again. Except the one the of them is skinny fat. Five, six, and five, yeah. seven. Yeah, one of them is skinny Doesn't fat matter. and weighs Triple about H 190 pounds. And the other one is just Triple skinny H. skinny and is about the game. 160 pounds. Yeah, Matt I am the game be a good manager because he's a good talker. Like he could be a sleaze. He could be like, you know, downtown Bruno was you know, <laughs> back in the day as, as a manager. The other guy is, is complete garbage. I mean, he, he, he looks cool bad. He's, he's skinny. He's, he's, he's completely looks like an average guy that you would see at a, at a freaking Applebee's at the bar single. I'll tell you what's entertaining. I don't I watch. I know that. No, no, no. I don't watch Dark or Elevation. But when I have caught it, mm -hmm. I've noticed uh, Matt Menard is commentating a lot on there, man. He's fucking funny on commentary, dude. I'm dude, not gonna lie. Let him be he's on commentary. Funny. He's fucking funny. funny. Uh, he's that cool. He's funny. Well, that's true. That's not a high bar. Um, nope. It's not. The uh, the main Spots event. Dinus. Yes. Mate, we're just going to get, we're going to move right on to the main event. The main event starts in the backstage area. Hobbs and Wardlow, they're fighting in, on, and around a car. And mm. uh, two of Streets. the only guys in this company with impressive bodies are wrestling with their shirts on. 
Yeah. Don't Why? What? It's the cold. Fuck it's too cold. Is anybody bro. thinking? It's it's I don't freezing. Th- Stop it. It'll be cold next week. They're coming to Winnipeg. I'll tell you. Okay, you want to know why they're wearing this shit? Have you noticed when idiots have fucking uh, backstage brawl matches? Yeah. They all wear shirts and jeans. Hello, ding dong. Hello. Just saying. Then that's not how they should have done this match. Well, anyway, that's what they do. They brawl some. They make their way to the ring, still wearing shirts. I still don't fucking <laughs> get it. Big moves from both guys. Hobbs kicks out of the F5. That's not called the F5, but something else. F8, yeah. isn't it? Oh, F10. That's right. That's it. Sure. Um, Wardlow kicks out of the Spine Buster a few times. Uh, they fight outside the ring a lot. Ref says six and then ignores that the two of them are battling on the outside. I could not get my fucking head around what the referee was doing. He kept counting like he was counting them out. Um, mm-hmm. like out of the ring but then no the apparently it's a it, it's a falls count anywhere match although we weren't what? told that we were told was it was it? a no DQ well it must have been um, but then That's also strange. I guess knockouts were a part of it right it was a it was a death match where you know where, I, I mean I guess it was submission falls count but also a, a knockout like you couldn't answer a take I I knew this was a no DQ match. I didn't know it was it was a last man standing match. I much last man. So wait, 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 wait. So we had it was a last man standing match, no DQ match, backstage brawl match, no disqualification match. What the fuck is it? I don't know. Lazy fucking booking match. I mean, they never they never told us, but it was clearly a last man standing match, which I think are typically falls count anywhere and no DQ. I mean, I think that's embedded in last man standing, but. I mean, I knew it wasn't, like I said, I knew it was a no DQ match. I never heard Last Man Standing. And it's not like I didn't just watch Revolution and watch the media scrum and and hear, (laughs) you know, the the interchange between Hobbs and and Wardlow and see all the ads and whatever. And, you know, I saw it all. And and never did I hear Last Man Standing match. Never mentioned it. I mean, it's it's just weird how they make these decisions. And clearly the decision was, was just to allow QT Marshall to do something, and this is what I was alluding to before. Like, this this deal that was struck between Hobbs and QT Marshall was, like, seven stories ago, and, you know, before all the wandering, and, and before both times where Hobbs was nowhere to be found before the wandering and after the wandering. I mean, this, this was back when I think Hobbs was, was, was getting his clock cleaned by Ward Joe or something. Uh, I mean... I, and QT Marshall, why? I mean, we know why, but he sucks. <laughs> what song is this? Where's Wardlow? <laughs> anyway, the match was fine. Hobbs won. Yay. I mean, Wardlow looks like a complete joke, though. I mean, Wardlow must have given his notice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this was a aggressively bad finish and yeah i mean listen love hobbs i've said it a number of times i think he's a future star of this company but jesus <laughs> yeah good for hobbs terrible for wardlow i guess wardlow's you know, he had one too many bad promos but seriously someone must hate him like either either he he played with tony's action figures without permission or didn't put them back in the right <laughs> order or one of my sources told me that somebody close to the company heard somebody within the company said that they thought Wardlow wasn't resigning. 
<laughs> so, wow. where is Ward though, Jeff? Now well, he, he, he's with Kristen. He's he's married. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, that was a call cool tonight, that one. I like it. Literally buried. Um, Literally. It was Christian. Yeah. In the hole. In the ground. So, so that was the show. Listen, there were some things about this about this episode that I liked. And I, I felt like overall, I got through this episode without being too fucking annoyed. Um, and I'm hoping that next week is good, obviously, since I'll be there live. Um, I hope it sucks for you. For you. <laughs> I'm Shut joking, up, Jimmy. It'll be fun for your kids no matter what. Um, it'll make it fun for you. Uh, that's true. Yeah, the kids will love it. Um, anyway, you can find me uh, uh, on Twitter, at ChrisAms1. Um, you can find me on Facebook, and you can find me on uh, any number of PWC shows and uh, stuff with uh, Channel Attitude and HMG. So that's where you can find me. I'm all over the place. Jeff, where can the people find you? Yeah, likewise. I'm on Facebook, uh, on Twitter. You, I'm at Icarus Fell MD. Uh, you can find me also, uh, you know, on Hami Media Group Channel Attitude. Some of the same shows as, as Chris uh, here on the PWC Wrestling Soup Network. Sometimes on the Drew Yari Show, also here and there everywhere. I was on the Homeboy '88 Show recently. Um, my non PWC Channel Attitude related uh, wrestling podcast how many media groups are uh, is Hammerlock Hangover and uh, I dropped a solo show this week very rare solo show but this where Steve and I are supposed to be recording again tomorrow for our, our reunion show after five weeks uh, and uh, my non-wrestling podcast The Garden of Doom and Garden Views dropped a boomer of an episode today in Garden Views if, if you like conspiracies if you like government Overreach. If you like prosecutor, prosecutorial misconduct and false imprisonment, this is the story for you. And the guy's got receipts. Uh, Guard of Doom is things that go boom, things that go bump in the night, and things that make me curious. Last week I had a paranormal investigator on. This week I've got a show on Thoreau. And I'm doing an interview this week with uh, one of my favorites, Reverend Jim Willis. And we're going to, he's the author of many books, including the Armageddon book and a forthcoming book as well that we'll talk about on the show. But the topic is comparative eschatology, which is, I'm sure I pronounced it wrong, but it is end of world, end, end of days uh, for various religions uh, and theology. Uh, so, all sorts of cool stuff. I like this one. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, uh, Jimmy, where can the people find you? Definitely not where Wardlow is hiding, that's for sure. So whoever finds him, good luck to them. But you can find me right here at the PWC Network. Just subscribe to the PWCnetwork.popping.com. We can find all our shows. But if you want to follow me, you can on Twitter at DJ Mass Effects. And also, if you want to follow us at the PWC Network on Twitter, please like and subscribe at channelattitude.com with five bucks. <laughs> you might see us jiving. Or talking WWE, or possibly even Lily jumping on Jeff's lap. I don't know if that's a good yeah. thing or not, but it. Oh, that's a bit. It's a bit weird. Anyway, <laughs> also a like and only a bit. Please also like and subscribe at HaminMediaGroup.Podbean.com for all our affiliate shows, including Jeff's. And I think that's about it, Chris. Right on. Well, for Jimmy, for Jeff, and for the audience. Uh, this has been the Wednesday Night Skirmish, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot. I'll uh, beat you with you. Not you. <laughs>
<laughs> a chew. <laughs> oh, see us. Ole! Oh yeah, conquistadors, ole!
Network, what the world is watching and listening to.